0: welcome to the jeff gross podcast this episode is brought to you in partnership with party poker go to partypoker.com to play tournaments cash games and improve your poker game make sure you subscribe to the podcast to hear all of my future episodes Welcome, everyone, to the Jeff Gross Podcast. This is The Flow Show. We are officially live for the first time ever. I am extremely honored and excited because we have Mr. BenCB789, the creator, founder, CEO, head coach, whatever you want to call him, the man, the content creator, the legend. We have Ben on the show. It's his first ever podcast as well, so we're both breaking each other's cherry. We're gonna have some fun. We're gonna answer questions. We're gonna, we're gonna do it all. So, uh, Ben, thanks for being here.
1: It's a it's an honor that you that I'm your first guest. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to join you here for the podcast.
0: Awesome. Well, listen, let's dive into it. I got a, a bunch of questions. I know we have a on Instagram. I did a ask questions for you as well, so we'll try to grab some of those. There's going to be people live in the chat that will be that are going to be following along as well. So we might try to get a few of those questions too. Let's uh, you know, remember this is a brand new channel. So this is the first ever thing ever. And we'll just do our own podcast uh, thing. And hopefully some people join in and have some fun with us. But without further ado, Ben, why don't you go ahead and give me, give us a little bit of a, a background. You and I have done, training videos, reviews, people know you in the, in the poker community, but, you know, tell us a little bit about, um, Ben as a person, tell us how you got started. What was it like, uh, you know, as growing up, how did you get into poker and, and sort of, uh, how did your journey all begin?
1: Sure. So I'm, I'm 29 currently I'm living in Vienna. Um, I started playing poker around 2009, of course, not as professional as, as I'm doing it today or, um, used to do. Um, I mean, used to do means that I'm not playing the volume anymore that I used to do today. I focus more on the content creation, on raise your edge, on the business, learning, growing, and yeah. Um, so I I got into poker around 2009 with friends in school, playing for cents and, and play money, and I got hooked pretty quick. And then very soon I started grinding uh, $1 sit student goals. And then at some point I realized, okay. Um, I should also put in more effort and was following the advice of my friends who were at this ha- time already playing poker professionally and making a living out of it. That I should also study the game more in depth and learn strategies. And uh, at this point, I ascended the stakes $2 and goes, $5 and goes, eventually one day. Um, Playing the highest sit and go stakes, uh, $5,000 sit and and go on a daily basis and then transitioning, I think two or three years ago, uh, transitioned more and more into tournament poker. And yeah, that is basically my journey in a few words.
0: That's awesome. And what about so you brothers, sisters, uh, family? Is is how are how do they feel like supportive wise with poker? Was it a shock culturally? Kind of, you know, I don't know how it is. I know for a lot of my friends and myself, a lot of times, you know, it's kind of when you tell your parents or to hey, I'm playing poker professionally. You know, it's not your your typical um, thing. How how was that? Was that a uh, was that a battle, a struggle? Was it pretty a smooth transition? How did that kind of go down? Um, it's.
1: It was definitely not that they were trying to deny it. It was more like, okay, if you want to do it, then do it. But it was not the huge, it was not huge support, which I can understand. I mean, if you imagine that your little boy comes to you and tells you he wants to make money out by playing poker. (laughs) um, Of course, they're not going to be super excited about it. However, at at some point they realized I take it very serious. And then they were also supporting me. And I think, one advantage I had was that before I got into poker, that I was also playing esports. So they already used that I do weird things on the computer, right? So I was playing Counter-Strike, which this point in time, I was not following 100%. Uh, uh, it was on a rather professional level, but I was not taking it so serious. So then with 17, eight, no, 18, 19, 20 I stopped, uh, went to college and then during college time and then, um, got into poker and that's where it started getting more serious. So they, they then realized, okay, he's already doing weird things on the computer, right? Playing games. And then I think at the beginning they thought that I'm just playing a video game and I was not really telling them that I play for money. I was just, you know, my, the money you get from your parents. And I was, uh, playing with that because, um, I got fifty bucks from uh, Poker Strategy and was using that money. I think I went broke two or three times at the beginning, and then I had to deposit another fifty dollars. And then I was playing with that money. And then w- once I took it more serious, studying the game, I then uh, ascended in the stakes pretty fast. Um, yeah, two dollar, five dollar. Then was stuck on on mid stakes for quite some time. <laughs>
0: that That sounds very uh familiar with the parents not knowing you know, I remember being fifteen, sixteen playing online, and you know the same thing like I, I think my parents didn't really think it was real money, but I mean, it was small, but it was still like they were just like not you know, yeah, it looks like a computer game or playing play money um poker, so I can relate to that and then uh so basically I want so one thing people ask me all the time with you. And people that know that I use your course religiously and they say, hey, man, is Ben a real person? You know, who is this guy? I don't see pictures of him. He keeps a low profile. Um, You know, I can I can vouch. I've actually we met in person. We shared a room in Barcelona during EPT last year, Barcelona, which was really cool to get to know you uh, on a personal level and and put a face with a name. But can you can you touch on that a little bit, like how you kind of have this mysterious, you know, pick not really a lot of pictures of you out there and uh low profile do you want to kind of elaborate or maybe let people know what the reasoning or or why that might be
1: um it's very simple it's that i think and i think it, it it applies for most of the people you should try to figure out what works best for you and i figured out for myself that the less distractions i have the better i am the the more focused i can work and I don't really see the value or the benefit if I would go for a high profile. You know, I just, nobody knows who I am. I can just focus on my work. I can focus on my stuff and that just makes a lot of fun. And right now I just don't see really the, the value, the benefit. It might change. I, I never say never, but um, yeah, that's, that's one of the main reasons. The second reason is also that I used to live in Germany and I think I left around 2013. Um, back then, I was studying mainly. So I actually, and as you might know, the tech situation in Germany with for poker players is extremely absurd. Um, it's very random. There is no regulation. Um, that's why all the German poker players are leaving Germany, which is actually a shame because I think Germany is a beautiful country. However. They they all leave, which which makes a lot of sense because when you don't know where you're at, you can it's it's, it's a very scary situation for a young poker player. So back then, I um, went to a tax advisor. He told me for my specific situation, everything is fine. However, I already planned back then to to start a business with Raise Your Edge, and in a country where gambling online gambling is not regulated. I wouldn't feel comfortable to incorporate a company in, in such a country. So I decided I'm going to leave Germany. And then I ended up living in England and then afterwards in Sweden. And now I am in, in, in Vienna. And uh, so in order to not get into any trouble, which is very unlikely, but I just don't want to take the risk, i rather stay low pro- profile. But the first reason is the main reason. And it's, it's definitely benefit that I stay low profile and uh, then I'm not going to get any. It's not necessarily the trouble, it's just the stress. I had a couple of friends that got involved with the tax authorities and the way they treat you. It's it's extremely painful, I think.
0: Yeah, for sure. I I, I know a couple, of, I believe, of um, who you're referencing to. And I know that there's it is a bit complicated. So, all right, that makes sense. I just know that's a... You know, people ask all the time. They 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 love your work and the content, and the Razor Edge stuff. So they just you know they want to they want to see that that uh, face behind the name. But uh, you know, of course, it makes a lot of sense. And like you said, who knows? Things change. Uh, you know, live events. Yeah. I don't know. You probably play you'll play some in the future. I know we we mentioned uh, you're talking about one coming up potentially. So you know, who knows? You 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 bink something huge live. It's uh, you don't really have a choice. Um, you know, whatever. So it's that's uh, interesting. That's good to know. And uh, someone I just wanted to, someone in the chat asked how old you're. Twenty nine. That's correct. And, and I think will take one question quickly. Someone Nabil asked, what, what about your kids' uh, future? I mean, that's a whole other ball of wax. But if you have kids, let's say, down the, the line, would you have any problem with them playing poker? Because I know some people, it's very interesting to hear poker players say what they... I've heard everything. So what what is that? What would be your feeling on that? I guess maybe it's it's a long ways away. But would you have any kind of thoughts on if you had kids, if you would want them to play poker or not? Or
1: um, I think... Anything around poker, video games, esports would be for me totally normal and I I would support that. But I think what scares me a little more is that I think in the future there will stuff be released that we have no imagination of. Speaking about virtual reality, I think there will be jobs and professions we have absolutely no idea about and this then might feel strange for us that your child might want to pursue uh, this kind of career. And and then you're like, um, oh, hmm, this is something I have no idea of this because for parents, it's always this, this lack of clarity. They, they don't really know what it is. It's, it's not really ten- tangible. And so they rather try to keep their child away from it in order to protect it. Right. That's a very natural instinct, I, I believe. And for that reason, I, everything that is unknown to us, we want to, um, keep away from our closest, from our closest relatives, in that case our child so our children so yeah i think a poker no for sure not um but yeah, we will see what, what is coming in the future
0: um, yeah that's true that's a whole nother that's that could be a whole our a future podcast talking about simulations and the future because it is crazy how fast technology and things are are moving around I, I obviously with the game your program there's a lot of information on poker out there so you know the game changes pretty quickly and infra, artificial intelligence this and that different solver work so who knows what will happen in the future but you know i think that's an interesting question To hear your take on it uh what about let's go to give us a favorite food what what kind of food i I know i see on your instagram stories for raise your edge you you eat healthy um kind of you know try to keep really lean good healthy foods like what is your favorite type of food though like if you're traveling or you know you're out to dinner what do you like to
1: eat uh i really like sushi but i would say i really have don't have one specific food that is my favorite food Uh, A couple of years ago, my mindset has changed completely from always trying to eat something tasty and delicious to my body just needs fuel. And I try to give my body the stuff that he needs in order to perform on a very high level. Not only that I... uh, On a high level in terms of focus, in terms of concentration, but also that I just feel good. And for example, right now, if... um, I'm going to be Christmas. I'm going to be with my parents. I will also eat stuff that I usually don't eat, but on a daily, my daily routines, when, when I'm working, when I'm grinding, I try to, I don't don't try to eat meat. I try to eat salads. I try to eat a lot of foods and just a low carb and uh, no sugar. But then on the weekend, when I meet friends, I can go out and have a burger and and drink a beer. That's totally fine. And now then if it, it, if it happens a couple of days in a row, I then, and I realize okay, my body starts adjusting. I don't feel so well. I then tend to go very extreme. And then I go on fasting in order to clean my body really, really quick. This year I've done fasting three times for at least seven days. I think the longest was eight days, not eating anything. And afterwards I just feel epic. It feels amazing. Your body is cleaned and um, yeah, it feels ready to attack new things. And that's, That's just my, I'm just, I've always been this kind of extreme type of person that if I, if I, if I have a cheat day, I can go very extreme. But if I, if I want to go back into my high performance level, I can go, I can, I can execute very extreme methods as well.
0: There, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And uh, how about before? Because I want to dive. There's so many questions. I, I know I'm already like ready to dive into the matrix with you on some poker and uh, talking about your course and all this because it's fascinating to me how it's developed. But uh, tell, let's get some fun stuff out of the way as well. What about travel? Like where where's a, a place you enjoy when you're going to get away, decompress? Like where's some places in the world that you've gone that you really love or that you like to go when you're just ready to, to, to kind of just disconnect from everything? What what's your favorite spot or spots?
1: Um, in terms of traveling, it definitely was Canada, uh, 2014, when we had the, the school boot camp with, with Fitterholtz and, and Stefan Sondheimer and June Thomas and the entire German poker player crew, we had our own island, which was super epic, a huge villa, um, beautiful nature. It was not winter anymore, but it was still snowy, white, the lake was frozen. It was, it was really looked like a fairy tale and it was truly epic and definitely the, 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 the most beautiful place I've ever been to in terms of, yeah. Um, yeah, traveling, um, last year, uh, my, uh, girlfriend and I, we went to Sicily, uh, did, on an incredible beach, which was also really amazing. The food is amazing. For me, it's mostly important that people are nice. Um, the food is good. The weather is good, and then I think, and you you experience some nice adventure adventures, and then I think um, you're gonna have a very nice time. Um, so yeah, these, Costa Rica was also really nice for when we had the boot camp in 2016. It was an incredible place, and yeah, and just. But then usually I have a purpose. Uh, I, I I wish I would have more time for that. That I just go maybe for myself or with a friend or my girlfriend uh, for one or two weeks, just just to hang out. We did it last year for ten days in Sicily. But apart from that, I haven't had that many vacations where where I went just to relax. You know, it just it usually it had a purpose. Was it for business? Was it for playing poker or boot camp? Um, I haven't had. Actually, the, the, the vacation last year was a vacation. Yeah, the only vacation I really had, I would say, for, for quite some years. I mean, of course, you have these short trips to your family or you go to a city for a couple of days, but like 10, 10 days, 14 days. But I don't mind. I'm, I definitely I, I, I don't mind that I like it because I like my job, I like my profession. And so it doesn't really feel that bad that I don't have that much vacation
0: that's yeah no i get it i mean that's i think that's one of the things too where as you know i can relate i put out a lot of content with whether doing twitch or streaming youtube stuff so i think it's one of those things where you can kind of you know you see the more you do the more stuff you're creating it gets to be a little bit you know it's like almost like hard to find time to break but i i can't speak for you, but I know myself I love content I love poker, I love creation, so you know, I'm sure you know it's like it's nice when you can kind of mix the two together, but it, it definitely can become where you know I think you you would uh be able to speak when we dive into the razor edge course how it's sort of I, I'm very curious how it started and and just sort of progressed but you know I think it's one of those things that um you know just kind of like you find that there's just more and more time and more and stuff to do and a little less time yeah. for for a vacation but i think that's important to find the balance and i want to chat about that as well so what what tell us what what do you love about poker what brought what drew you into poker where you were like all right this is what you decided where all right i want to do this so what what are the some of the things about poker that just you say you know what i love this game i love how it is and you're passionate about it what would you say you love the most about poker
1: i've always been very competitive so I, I used to play football semi-professional until I well, was 16, 17, and I got into esports. So I, I always did something on a semi-slash professional level. And also I think the second reason was that I really hate the traditional corporate environment because I believe that if you do something, you should either get rewarded if you do something well, or you should uh, see the consequences if you do something wrong. And wh- when I had some jobs, I was, for example, working on a cashier during my college. I was working in a football stadium as a security guard. So I had all kinds of different jobs. But no matter what I did, I always received the same salary. And this just makes no sense to me. I think everything should be rewarded based on your performance. And It just didn't feel natural to me. And I I wanted to find something where when I fuck it up, I don't get anything or I have to pay for it. If I do extremely well, I get a huge reward. And then I got into poker. I'm like, if I play like shit, I'm losing money. If I play good, I get money in the long run, of course. I mean, don't get me wrong. As you know, poker in the short term, the most absurd things can happen. But in in the grand scheme of things in poker, those who will have the yeah the breath to endure long dull to work really hard to to play very well they will get rewarded more than someone that is studying less and is tilting and, and playing bad and so on and so forth and that was one of my the reasons where i got hooked so quickly and like okay this is something i enjoy and i get i get slapped i get kicked <laughs> a little bit literally when when i play bad and this then uh, was a very, very like like a spark for me, uh, where I decided okay I'm gonna take that more serious.
0: Absolutely, that makes a lot of sense. Just gonna some more of the questions. I want to make sure we touch on here. Um, so we, so you love poker. You found your love. That makes. You know, being competitive, all those things. When did you decide, or when when did you say, okay, you know what? Wow, this is crazy. Like you started playing, and now you're like, I'm an elite player. Like, was there was it? I guess maybe talk about a break, and uh, you could talk about some one of on the bigger wins you've had, or what? Like, do you remember a time where you were just like, you went to sleep, and you're like, man, I'm I'm killing these sitting goes, or like, I know what I'm doing. Like, I know I'm head and shoulders above like other people, what they're doing. You know, when when was it a when did it click where you're like, wow, I'm I'm good at this game. I love this game, and I think I can do this for you know longevity. Do you remember, was it like a moment or a day or do you remember roughly the time period where it just kind of all clicked into place about the game just becoming like
1: uh, transparent
0: for you that you were a winning player?
1: Um, It's really hard to say because it was a very, very long time. I think it took me almost a year and a half. I think after one year of playing and I already made money once I cashed out a little bit. And once I realized I can pay my bills, I it was not the very first day when I withdrew some money and I'm going to pay my bills that I realized, oh, you're a professional. But then after several weeks, I realized, damn, you, you're paying your bills by playing poker. And then I realized, okay, this is no real job. This is no real profession. You're a professional player. And then I also started thinking about anything else like, Mindset and uh, nutrition and treating my body properly, a, a good environment, a supportive environment, trying to connect with other players, trying to build a network, and then everything fell into place and yeah probably i I would say around uh, it's it's hard to say maybe two or three years after I started playing poker
0: um and then so tell us your biggest tournament score i believe that's the part from the razor edge course which I'm going to show you guys in a second kind of walk you through how it works and what what exactly it is because it's it is a masterpiece I that score I, I would think it would be your largest was at the that 100k scoop or w scoop event where you played Fedor heads up and won that event I know that you break down that entire kind of final table in three parts was that was that your largest tournament score ever
1: uh, yes it definitely was
0: and could you uh, tell us a little about what that was and what that meant for you um, and uh, as a poker player kind of well, and actually and even just to go another step on that after that tournament score did that did that bring you to kind of motivate you more like wow this is unbelievable like I want to press and you know, I can still get better or was that kind of like all right I hit my biggest score I'm going to relax for a little bit enjoy this and take it off did you find yourself more motivated less motivated and um, was that was that before or after you had start decided to do the razor? Edge, build the razor. It
1: was actually in the middle of it. Um, it was in the middle. I started working on the course in April 2016, I think. Then the tournament was in September 2016, and the course was released in April 2017. So last year, so it was literally in the middle. And this gave me the final kick because when you when you pr- produce content you have these doubts: is it good enough? People are gonna like it? And then I realized, okay, you need to bring that out. You need to you need to share what you know. Um, and that was that was actually the main motivation I, I got from there. Um, in terms of poker, at this times I was already playing less because I was heavily working on Raise Your Edge and heavily working on on the content it it actually i think it was not such a big motivation for me to be honest because i i experienced the same when i played sit, the highest sitting goals that there's nothing more you can achieve and that's very very dangerous when i look back i was not so aware of it i i questioned myself why why don't do do I not feel so motivated anymore? I mean, if you play the highest possible tournaments and you also win it. And also before that, I I was playing the highest tournaments, the highest seven goals. I have already won quite some money and I didn't, I did not feel there was something else I could reach. I did not have the time to play live, which I definitely probably would like to try out also to play more tournaments, higher tournaments, but in terms of online poker, it was really hard to achieve something more. I don't want to come across as arrogant, but I think it's very natural for a human being that we want to set ambitious goals in order to stay motivated. But if you, if you have achieved them, you, you fall into a hole. You feel, you feel that there's missing something. And it definitely did not bring the fire back. I right now, if we want to speak about that, I feel way more fire because of all the strategies that have been uh, developed, all the different solvers. And I'm way more fired, way more pumped about poker right now as I was when I won the 100K.
0: Right. That, that makes sense. I think, exactly. you know, I can just relate a little bit on that with in just some, you know, it, talking with Olympic Michael Phelps, lived with him for seven years. You know, it's a, it's known there's an Olympians in general they have kind of, not a depression, it's like a, it's hard because when you hit that peak and there's only so many times you can do that, you know, like all of a sudden you win that tournament. Now you're playing $200, a $500 schedules, you know, it's kind of hard to hit that, that to get back to that level, like where you don't even have a chance to try it. So, you know, I could see how that would be very mentally, it's, it is mentally tough to stay motivated, stay hungry. So I could definitely, I think it yeah. makes sense. And it's very interesting. It's, it's,
1: it's definitely the hunger. Yeah. And right now I feel way more hungry about poker. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. And and so that I mean obviously it was great timing with your course. You said it was sort of in the middle of it. You added that section, which I'm gonna go scroll through and show everyone. I'm I'm pretty sure most of the people in here are aware what Razor Edge is and how it works. I'm gonna show you guys, uh kind of walk you through some of the different sections so we can let Ben talk about it. Cause, you know, for me I find it super interesting too how it was developed. Like I wanna know, you know, did you did you how many how like how big of a team you have now? You know, how how has um Why don't actually, why don't I go ahead and why don't I scroll over here and uh, let me just see if I can hit the right and I'm hitting, I think we're, let me see if I can get that on the screen. Uh, I think Vadrian's trying to fix some settings with our, cause some people are hearing this in the left ear only. I believe. I don't know why. So again, this is our, this is Ben's first podcast, my first podcast. We're you know, testing some stuff here. So if, if the sound's a little messed up for you guys at home, I apologize. I think maybe in the left ear, someone said they're having an issue. But let's let's uh, see if Vader can get that fixed. And we'll kind of scroll over here. This is a Razor Edge. They have, again, they have a YouTube page. They have a Twitter page, Instagram. You guys have all the content. You roll out a lot of stuff. So make sure you give that a follow. And then let's go over to um i guess you can't see can you see my screen do you have it up on the side ben you don't have it up okay i'm just gonna let me
1: see if there's Uh, no wait now i can see it yeah
0: you can see it okay so let's uh Let's let's dive into this for those of you that don't know about the course. So this is kind of this is how it looks when you if you get the course. There's a master class. They have uh, the range viewer. There's a bounty course as well, which is pretty cool. And and then there's something else you guys are going to be releasing here soon. But uh, why don't we just kind of go through the, so so explain to me like the how it how it got developed, so you did, how did you, did you go ahead and say, "All right, this is what I want to provide you know most of these videos are what thirty minutes to two hours I mean I guess like it this depends um you know how much like how, how did you break it down? Did you say all right, this is the co- subjects I want to do I'm going to record like how did that all get get put into place like how did you sort of uh navigate this course and how much help did you have with doing that
1: Um, It actually started way earlier. I was saving all the hands that I think are interesting and illustrate because as you know, the course is very practical. So even in the theory part, I always try to mix and hands to illustrate the theory. So I'm not just generalizing things. I always try to find the right examples in order to make sure that people understand the stuff I'm talking about also in practice. So over the years, I've always gathering hands that I found interesting. I I, I didn't have a purpose. I didn't know what to do with them, and of course, I back. I, I started giving webinars a couple of years ago. Coach, I had a lot of coachings. Um, I was I was working for Poker Strategy, creating videos for them, for other uh, poker schools, for other poker stables, um, and. Uh, I I saved all the material, all the hands. And then over the year, I then started creating an index, all the topics I would like to cover in that course. And that's how I got there. I was not sitting down and contemplating which topics I would like to cover. It was basically the stuff I used from my own play or from the material I used for giving webinars or, um, yeah, all the content I have been working on back then. So I then realized, okay, it it is important to structure everything from preflop, the fundamentals, then getting deeper into three betting, four betting, then post-slop, all different, scena- different scenarios such as in position, out of position, as pre as cold caller, as in three-bed pots, And that's where I then uh, used the material I had in order to then uh, fill these topics. And believe me, that's the, the, the course you can see right now. I changed it multiple times. Um, maybe it's... It's a strength, but it's definitely also weakness that I always try to make everything perfect. And that's why it took me so long. And well, that's how I conceived that that course. I love it.
0: And I would say I think that's pretty it's it's amazing that, you know, you guys as the Razor Edge community, how many people now I know some of the, the team pretty well, you know, working and talking to them and doing so. How many how many actual people are in Razor Edge that, that are day to day or that are on your team from helping with the videos the content, uh, affiliate, everything. How many people are actually a part of raise your edge? Like as that are in your group,
1: we, we have around 20 people. Um, we have all different types of, of course, legal department marketing, um, around, which is, which, which includes social media, which includes, um, creating all sorts of marketing uh, campaigns. Then, People helping me with the visuals like trailers with the videos. Then we have people supporting me with uh, the Russian community, since I don't speak Russian with the Portuguese community, or let's say, yeah, the Portuguese speaking community. Uh, we have people that help me with business infrastructure to to coordinate everything between the, the departments. Um, so yeah, a, a lot of different people with uh, different tasks, a huge team, which, uh, and then of course, all the coaches that are supporting the community in discord or on our website in the forums. Um, so yeah. And then also soon, um, yeah, f- for, for the esports. sports um,
0: and so. Yeah. It's, again, like that is the cool part that you guys put out this program and it's not just like, all right, it's out. People are buying it, you know, like hotcakes because I know you know, how many people I know that have tried it and, and give have given great reviews, including myself, you know, obviously doing the work and, and kind of realizing I've been playing 17 years. But this was definitely eye opening for me because I realized there was like, all right, I'm a winning player. But there's a lot of stuff that I'm not aware of or that I would. Say, I was not, I was rusty on, or you know, wasn't giving the proper attention. It could be something where you know, maybe one of these sections clicks for you and it's just so worth it. Like, you maybe plug one leak or one thing that you were not looking at correctly because poker players in general are pretty stubborn. Everyone likes to think they know everything and that they're the best, but you know, I think that's when you can kind of let your guard down and realize that you, you know, that. Even now, after going through the course, doing stuff, there's always stuff to work on and improve. So the fact that you guys go in and plug stuff, or if you see a range, like you're looking at some of these, these different ranges for different positions, and you find an update, or you, you see it differently, that you guys go back and actively change it and kind of make those uh, adjustments is really, really cool and shows that you guys care about what you're doing, not just to you know, knock out some content and have people buy it, which is awesome. And as we referenced that win you had, that uh, how much was it for first? the the 100k you ended up playing fade heads up how much uh 1.1 million 1.1 million usd and that was on uh poker stars and it was a scoop or w coop i believe i forget coop w coop and that was 2016 17 yeah 2016 so you know, yeah. the cool, cool part is i know you have yeah. stefan sondheimer breakdown part of the video i think this is one of the more valuable you know there's all this interesting information here but the fact that you get to go in and replay the the hands and talk about different spots and hear Stefan kind of break down what he thinks you have, you're, you're playing heads up versus Fedor. you know, uh, all the different spots here are super interesting. And it's also you know, a really cool part of the course that's in there. So, so that's amazing. And then we have, um, let's see, let's go. Uh, talk to me about this Ranger a little, cause this is something like my dad, for instance, who has a course and loves it. I, he didn't, it's a little, I don't want to say confusing, but just kind of maybe people, some people didn't realize even me for the first few months, I didn't realize, um, when it was available that it, that it was here so you know to me this is one of the coolest tools about the course cuz if you don't have time or you just don't really want to watch like hours of videos and you just say you know I want a quick kind of understanding this is a pretty cool tool that you can literally take for you know different whether to flat call 3 bet you know the open raising you know you can click by position and you guys give a pretty detailed uh, how to do what you know whether it's yeah you can see raise four better call limp hands it shows you like the full ta- matrix of hands it even breaks down the exact percentage out of how many combos and it gives you like you know kind of solutions so even if you don't memorize every single spot it gives you like an idea you know you want you have a problem with uh, small blind big blind um, like the, you know for heads up you can you can go ahead and and kind of you know, click through and just sort of play with stuff. And in, again, you don't have to memorize it exactly, but you can kind of get an idea for the type of hands and type of spots that you should be maybe looking at or or squeezing with, or, you know, playing differently as a limp raise or just, you know, so explain to me this a little bit, how this works and, and how, and you, you do change this, right? You get this is something that is getting updated a fair amount as well.
1: We, we did some heavy updating the last couple of months, I think one or two months. Um, it, at first, people might get confused because of all the different colors, but you, you will get into it pretty quick. It, it follows a certain pattern and you shouldn't get overwhelmed by it because it just, just hint you in a direction. And then you follow this direction, you try to apply it because you will never apply this 100% perfectly in-game. Nobody does. It's just about trying to be as close as possible. And, and then mistakes will, of course, happen. And whether, for example, here, let's say it's, it's the spot cover kind of is under the gun. Uh, okay, just just um, or if it says, let's say Jack Nine suited is fifty percent of the time at three bet and fifty percent a call, and Queen Ten suited is hundred percent a call, and let's say you three bet fifty percent of the time Queen Ten suited call. That's totally fine. It just it shows you which kind of hand categories you're supposed to three bet, which kind of, kind of hands you're supposed to be flat calling with and then you're going to be totally fine and which kind of frequencies if the ideal frequency would be three betting 8% of the time but you three bet 7.2 or 8.6% that's not going to make a difference but you shouldn't be at 4 or 5% neither you should be at 10 or 12% right so it shows you a direction that you can then um, screen uh, or monitor with your own game with your own frequencies with your own stats and then you're going to be belong to probably the top 1% in the entire pool.
0: I will say this. So this alone to me, like forget, like go through the the tournament masterclass and there's, you know, the bounty course, which is just pretty incredible as well. Um, you know, talking about that's a whole other subject, but you know, the, nowadays on poker stars and the other sites, like there's so many, there's so many bounty tournaments, so it's like even if you're playing, I don't know, what would you say, like five dollar, ten dollar bounty tournaments? Like the amount of uh, money and, and understanding, like certain spots and t- to play correctly. You know, I'll, I'll be honest. So I haven't done the whole bounty course. I've talked to you about it. We actually have done a bounty um, deep run. I had we've done a review and we've gone through some of this, but you know, I haven't done the whole thing yet. But I've j- I have I kind of understood. I've gone through some of it and I understand the the premise of it. But you know, it's just one of those things where it's like people ask, "Is it worth it?" Well, if you're playing, you know, poker. At any type of for real money, you know this kind of stuff. Like you said, it, it, it and people say, "Why are they giving it away?" Or you know, "Why are you t- teaching this kind of stuff?" But look, just because you put it out there, it even I like doesn't mean you have to. It takes time. You have to study it. You have to work on it. it. Doesn't mean like you know how to apply it. So you know, this is just like this is really useful tools. You know, even here like stuff like this. Like when I go through and look at stuff, I. Yeah, exactly i haven't memorized all of this i should probably but like i've done you know i work on it i look at it but just kind of looking well wow i would have done this differently or why am i not having a lot of chips when i go deep in tournaments what like why am i deep but not you know powerful maybe it's because i'm missing like i'm not jamming i'm flatting with these type of hands instead of jamming in these spots and it's like you know there's a right answer. There is poker is solved to some degree in certain spots. Um, you know, there is work that you can do and there's just certain things that are clearly in error. So I think having these hand matrix and like looking through this, you know, my dad, when he saw this, he was just like blown away. He was like, wow, this is like, this is crazy. Cause it just literally, you know, gives you, visual a lot of people are visual and you know it's just it's just such a nice useful tool that you can kind of go back and you could plug a spot well I was deep in this tournament and I didn't know what to do here well you could take the blinds you could take the situation and you can kind of compare it and say wow well that's a you know look it's not what I should have done or this would have been the optimal play so you know for me this is my favorite part of the whole course and uh, you know it's just it's absolutely brilliant and you know I I just think uh, this is like in itself it's worth it for the program but then there's obviously all the other video and content so you know i think and how how often are you updating this these type of like ranges and such uh
1: it it always depends on because we also have an exclusive discord group where all the owners of the expert class have access and they can ask questions we engage Um, all the coaches including me are responding and, and and they can post hands and then we try yeah we, we if we if i feel okay there there is something missing then i'm gonna add it or i'm gonna update I'm, I'm constantly studying the game myself i'm working with the the, the most recent the most um yeah recent tools such as pyrosolver Monka solver with all the ranges so i always see when there are certain strategies that need to be overworked then then i change it um but but i think even though if if you just take the course itself, it's, it's going to be applicable for, for the next several years. Uh, I mean, you, you're, never, you're never going to be able to see in the future, but the way I see people playing, the way I see the majority of players playing, they play so many of them play so bad that's why there's still money to make. And I don't believe in people saying there's no money in poker anymore. I mean, you can clearly see it in the results of, of, of many players that are consistent and, and studying the game. And yeah, when, when I feel, okay, th- we need to change something because there's some strategy missing or there's a strategy outdated, there, or there's a better strategy where people can even exploit the opponents more or have a higher win rate, then, then I change it or I updated.
0: Absolutely. I, I've pulled up here on the screen, Discord, guys. This is a unbelievable tool. You know, as you can see on the left-hand side, I have one for my Poker Flow show. Here's the, we're in the razor Edge one right here. I mean, there's all kinds, there's support, there's rail chat, when people go deep, you know, the community is, uh, I don't know how many members you have now in Discord alone, but I mean, I know my, like, it's just, an, it's an unbelievable um tool and an engagement you guys even have brazilian uh port you know for portuguese you have different countries uh, languages in here people are sharing the results building it's a it's an incredible community uh also for the different courses and things that you guys offer it's it's organized in there and you know again raise your edge there's state kings Jet here's mine, you know, uh, Lex Tonka, all these guys. Like, it's a really cool tool, and if you guys, you know, raise your edges, expensive. Um, and, you know, it, it's a it's a higher price point. It depends what you're playing. If you're playing two cent cent goes or something, it's probably you know it's a little bit much. But if you're playing, you know, any type of real money gaming you know it's one of those things it's an investment and i highly believe in it but you guys also do give a lot of free content there is you can join discord you can join youtube which we'll have in the show more below and you know there is a content machine um so i I would say this would be a great way for you guys to learn and get better whether you buy the course or not
1: yeah and actually i receive a lot of questions of people asking me ben i play these and these takes should i buy it and i'm honestly telling them dude i don't know i don't know i don't know anything about your game i don't know where you're coming from i don't know anything about your background I, I can't tell you that. I mean, you have to decide that for yourself if it's worth or not. And best is you can even join the Discord and you can speak to our students directly and ask for feedback. They can give you, can give you better feedback than I can because I'm not in your situation. There might be students that play similar stakes in a similar situation and they have a way better take on that than I have. So what I also tried, and that's why I'm doing the YouTube videos. That's why I hired coaches and paying them. They are supporting all the students in Discord, in the channels, in the forums. You can create a blog and our coachings are following and trying to give you feedback and and push you. You can engage with our community. You can watch the YouTube content. And I think you can already tweak your game. You can optimize your win rate and, and learn so much about the game by just soaking up all the free content we're offering. And then when you feel you want to take the next step and you want to invest in your game, then you have the courses. But honestly, I think... To start with, you don't need the course. You really don't need the course. You can just use the free content we're offering, or or the mind tip, mindset tips we're giving, and you can you can build a very strong mindset and gain a lot of knowledge. Um, and also using our community to to meet people, to make user to user coachings, to get feedback on your hands, to just become a very simply just become a very good poker player
0: tell me a little bit about about twitch and what your experience is how you've enjoyed it uh streaming on there and kind of what you think twitch means for the the future of poker i've seen like no limit gg you know that's fedor that guy stefan those that crew of crushers that you guys i know work with and do stuff with that's kind of like your your homies like how is uh I see. I can't tell you now. Honestly, I get daily from like well-known poker pros or friends or acquaintances. Like it seems like Twitch is becoming like a bug where, you know, even like Chance Cornet, other players are starting to get on and they kind of realize, well, shit, if I'm playing online (coughs) poker, if I'm doing it, why not have like a way to build your own brand and build. um you know, build, if you're promoting something or just to have, it's fun too. Like instead of sending a hand history, you have like a video, you have a clips, you have a record of it. it and uh, I think it's pretty cool. It seems to be catching on really fast. And you know, I see some top players in the game starting to um, starting to uh, dive into it. So how,
1: what do you think about the future of it and how have you enjoyed it? Uh, I definitely enjoy it. That's why I'm doing it occasionally. However, for me, Playing on a competitive level is right now more important because I think if you you can't do both. If you if you twitch, you have to engage with the chat, you have to respond to questions, um, and you can't bring the same level of focus to the table as if you would if you would play or yourself if you would not be streaming. So the, you always make a little sacrifice, um, but I definitely enjoy it. But sometimes I just feel like okay, today I want to grind, I want to perform. To the best of my abilities and then i'm not going to stream for example yesterday i mean yesterday i couldn't stream the, the 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 5k deep run anyway because i was playing from a hotel room so i didn't have any any microphone with me or any proper setup but also when i'm back home in vienna in my my grain grind station i just sometimes feel i want to be locked up in my room just just be in the tunnel just be laser focused just trying to destroy you know and that is not really possible when you stream and you make moments in the same way I record for you, for YouTube. Um, but it's just for an hour or two hours where I record footage and that's totally fine. But sometimes I just want to cut out every distraction and also recording, also streaming. It is some sort of distraction because your game, your level of focus, whatever it is, it deteriorates automatically. That's uh, that's totally normal. But I definitely enjoy it. and I, I definitely think that I'm going to... Try it out more often in the future.
0: <laughs> I, I will say this is a this is an interesting segue to you know what which, which I'm pretty excited about because I can say I the thing about poker and being a sport it's such a mental game and it's I couldn't agree with you more I notice that my biggest poker results online have all been when I'm playing like one table. Or two max, like kind of even towards the end of my streams, like it seems like I always do really well with my last two tables. It's almost like, you know, just <clears throat> in the matrix, but there's definitely something sacrificed when you're playing six, four, five, six, seven tables, and then you got to hold when you're engaging with the twitch chat you're for sure not at your best you're, you're timing out sometimes you miss something you know a clear spot blind on blind where you should shove you maybe fold or or vice well there's just so many things that you you know they, the game is so competitive now i agree like it's like i for sure if i didn't have a twitch channel i think i would have probably my results would be it would be better um but also 100%. Part, of, part of that is that I need to take responsibility and ownership of that, and realize that, and, and then you know maybe yeah, reg less tables, skip a few things. Um, you know, I'm, I'm mad at myself certain times during these, some of these 5k or 10k W coop events or scoops where I end up saying, okay, I'm only going to play like this and a few others. And I end up having like six, seven tables, and it's chaos. It's like you know if you're playing a 5k buying online or you're playing a five, you know, 1k's, 2k's, it doesn't really make sense to play a hot 55 or the tamale or the cool down 100. You know, because the value, your expected value, and all that. So I think that's something to kind of look at and realize the mental side of how important it is and how, how everything matters. Like you, you know, you really talk about meditation. uh, You work out before I see boxing, you know, the preparation is huge. Having your food ready, like on that break, having your food available, knowing you having a plan for the day where you're not, you're not rushing. You don't, Oh, what am I going to eat? What's going on? Because everything matters. You need to be perfect when you're playing against the elite, elite players. So let's uh, let's segue in there a little bit. So you, you were, the master, you have the course here that you're going to be releasing. When is this going to come out? This is part of the, the Razor edge portfolio. When will this, um, kind of be released this, uh, this program,
1: which one, the, ah, uh, the, the, mind, the master, yeah. mind, powerful mind, the, the. Uh, this is probably going to release in mid December. This is the mindset course. This is the course I've been working on now for more than a year. Um, it's a very intense, a very deep course. It's, um, of course it's, it's made for poker, but very, very applicable for life. If if you follow me, if, if you listen to me, you, you figure yeah. out that I, uh, for me, everything around poker is, is as important as poker itself. If mm-hmm. you have, if you live unhealthy, if your relationships are not in place, um, it will reflect on your results. So for me, it's very important that m- myself, but also the people I'm talking to, the people I'm coaching that they have a very a very strong mindset and a very strong stable environment that is very supportive for you to to reach the maximum of um results but also trying to figure out what is holding you back because we all carry something around that is holding us back and you you might have experienced that for yourself if you if you work on something first of all you're totally aware of you 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 want something, right? You want something and you put in so much work, yet on the on the way to achieving it, you have these moments of I just I just can't do it. I have to quit. And you feel a force or an energy or however you would call it that is something you're holding is holding your back. And I have discovered that over the course of the last years, I've I've working with mental coaches. I have studying a lot of different areas, uh, mindset and, and psychology, and self-improving myself. And I have put everything together that I think is very important. And um, of course, I'm not. I have I haven't studied psychology, but I went through this entire shit myself. I have played now almost for ten years. I've suffered the biggest downswings and uh, I've also experienced the biggest upswings. I have suffered hardship in my life and uh, especially from poker and how to combine it with your life. And at some point, and and, and to be honest, Jeff, we both know something is going wrong in this life with our education system, the way we're growing up, the way certain uh, values have been um, taught us. and. Yeah, it's there's so much in this course, and again, it's very structured. I talk about tilt and and, and how you encounter how you can counter tilt, and it's not just this traditional mindset course of okay, let's define what is tilt. Okay, what can you do against tilt on the table, and what can you do after the session? It's it, it's it's more than that, and I'm guiding you through it. You will find a lot of animations, a lot of practical tips. And uh, some of the people that already tested it told me it's it it's gonna fuck with your mind. You're gonna think uh, about your life, about your past, what you want. Uh, we're gonna include a journal uh, as well. That that's going to ask you very bothering questions. But yeah, it just it's just something that uh, was always my dream of of releasing something that it's not going to help people in poker, but also in the everyday life, because I think everything interferes. It's when you want to be successful in poker, you need, a, you need to have a healthy mindset. You need to have a good environment and you need to do well outside the tables as well. And I'm going to show you how you can connect that, how you can achieve that, how you can um, deal with your past. And then I think you will have literally the, the best mindset possible in order to achieve whatever you want to achieve in poker. And even if you don't, you have a strong mindset that you can use for other areas in your life as well.
0: Absolutely. I mean, there's just so many times where, especially online, where it's so easy to click that register button and you're just firing. And like when a session isn't going well, or you're not at your best, or you're mentally not there, you know, it's a huge deal, especially in live too. I mean, there's times where, you know, I've worked with Elliot Rowe, I've done mindset stuff, talking with you as well. It's just like, you know, when you're at a table, when you're playing live, it's got to be you and the table. You're you're on your phone, you're distracted, you're doing emails, you're doing other stuff. It's just like, it just doesn't work. So I think that's, uh, that's going to be really interesting to see how you, break it down with that course. I'm looking forward to checking that out. Uh, let's go, let's hit a few more questions. Um, I've seen, I'm going to look on my Instagram guys. If you have a specific question for Ben, I did a, uh, you can, you can actually ask it in there. in one of the stories, one of the recent stories, we'll try to get a few of yours. I want to ask you as well. What is, um, if you weren't playing, or actually let's do this first. Where do you see yourself in well, let's do this one first. Let's say how. Uh, <laughs> let's do this one before. I'm trying to think which one is going to take longer, but um, I want to make sure we get to these. Uh, okay, so if you weren't playing poker, running Raise Your Edge, uh, how would what would what do you think you would be doing at this current moment? What would, what would be going on in your life?
1: I think I would be doing something on a competitive level. I uh, don't know what it would be. Maybe some sort of sports. Um, maybe even running a business. Um, I. Yeah, it's it's tough to say because I really found something that that I enjoy. Um, yeah. Okay. And, and Some, me- something sports related, I would say, for sure.
0: Very cool. Yeah, that makes sense. Compet- like you said, you're very competitive. So I think that, uh, that checks out. What about, uh, how do you unwind? This is one for me, you know, I find it like a little bit hard sometimes to turn off where especially like you have Discord, there's all these different socials. I mean, you have people that help with those accounts and whatnot, but do you ever find yourself where, Now that it just like there's so much stuff going on, you you built this empire, raise your edge, and there's always something that can be done. There's always a video you can do. There's always a a tournament you could play. There's always a person you could talk to. You're dealing with some of the biggest names on Twitch, Lex, Jamie, Kevin. You know, we all have we're all reaching out to you. We want to get better. We're studying. You help with us. Um, You have other people, you coach people. So like, do you ever find it like your phone with WhatsApp and stuff is just always backlogged. Do you set, do you turn your phone off for a couple hours a day? We don't check it. Do you, what are some of the things you do to sort of uh, disconnect to from, from everything, all the distractions?
1: If I'm, if I'm not currently traveling, I, my usual routine is not checking my phone the first 30 to 60 minutes after getting up. I take a cold shower, breakfast, do a workout, all that kind of stuff. Um, of course, something there's urgent, I need to check something. Then I, I check it, but then I have a purpose. Um, it's sometimes hard because it's tempting. I know there's a lot of shit happening and I want to see what's what's going on. Um, but I, I really try to to resist. And then in the evening, I also try to unwind by not checking screens or phones before I go to bed, maybe read a book or just going to bed, just lie, lie there. I don't mind if I feel like I'm going to watch a movie before I go to bed. That's also totally fine. Um, during the day, it's definitely tough. I, I've turned off all notifications. What, what I do is, again, I try to create the best possible environment on Facebook, Instagram. I'm not following anything that does not bring me a little bit of value in terms of yeah, growing, learning, getting inspired. And if I want to enjoy myself, I can go on these um, funny websites and just see some cat movies. You know, I don't mind, but I think it needs to, it, it, it shouldn't reach the magnitude where it has control over you. I want to decide when it's time to enjoy myself, when it's time for pleasure time. And it's just because I feel bored, I'm going to watch some cat movies. So I want to consciously make the decision, okay, now I'm going to chill for 50 minutes. Okay, now I'm going to take off and play a video game for two hours with friends. You know, And when I have work to do that, I decide, no, tonight I have to work and then I go to bed. And maybe tomorrow I take a few hours off to do something, maybe with my girlfriend or I do something else or I take a day off. So it's important that you are in charge. And of course, I can feel sometimes that I'm not in charge. And I think with all the information overload and news and, and notifications and, and messaging tools and social media, it's hard to stay in charge. So I encourage everyone that is feeling the same. The first step to do so is to just unfollow everything that is not productive. Leave the WhatsApp groups that are not productive. I just message my friends. Hey, this group is, I, 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 I need less distractions. I need more focus. I, that's why I'm leaving. No, no hard feelings. And those friends that are real friends, they you know, say, wow, that's that's cool. Okay, cool. Those friends that are toxic and negative, they're going to be like, oh, you think you're better and all that kind of bullshit, right? right. So actually a good test to figure out who are your real friends. And yeah, and, and then you get automatically less notifications. You have less pages or less, you have less on your feed. So even if I go on Facebook, let's say after a, I went on Facebook one hour ago, and now I go on Facebook again, there's just nothing new like, Oh, there's nothing to watch. And then I go back to work. So you should try to set the ideal environment. And then of course, also consciously trying not to check it every single hour and set yourself, I don't know, a little reward. Okay. I'm going to work on that. And afterwards, I'm going to check a little bit of what's happening on Facebook. I watch a YouTube video for my, um, um, my uh, most of the, how do you say? I'm lacking a word. The, the vlogger I'm enjoying the most or whoever you want to watch videos from. Right. And that's, that's how I approach it with, with social, social media notifications, all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Um, and so is that, that's,
0: uh, I guess that's also helps when you have a great team. Like you said, you raise your head, you guys have a bunch of people now. So, you, you know, you, you have people that are kind of monitoring the discords and the, the, uh, the messaging and stuff. So you don't have to get too caught. Cause that's something I find myself. I love to like answer, engage with people on YouTube. When I do a YouTube video, I go through the comments, I look at it, but you know, it's like you have, people do have to understand, you know, sometimes when they're like, they reach out or they say a question, it just, it feels like you really want to engage with everyone. And, and, but they have to understand that like, you won't have a life if you just responded to every question, every comment um, and all that. So I think that's, that's kind of like a fine line to find that balance. And just like you said, turn your phone off, make some rules for yourself because otherwise you can just get caught. In like a social media and just kind of yeah. you know warp so yeah I think that's a uh, really important so um speaking of uh the future here, what do, what do you feel five years, ten years from now? I guess this is kind of tricky stuff, but do you see yourself um, like, I guess we're more, even more so, where do you see the, the? I think it might be more interesting to kind of tie it into, where do you see poker in five to ten years? Do you think online? Do you think, you know, there's the six plus games now? now I, f- I personally feel poker is like a timeless game. It's one of those things like it might not be no limit hold'em, but there's PLO, there's other versions yeah. like some variation is going to come where there'll be less, you know, there's always seem to be evolving, but like, do you see yourself doing Raise Your Edge or uh, programs coaching poker stuff five ten years from now or is there other projects that you might uh, be interested in where Where do you kind of see yourself uh going over the next decade
1: uh first of all i think poker as you said will always be there it's just time it's a, it's a timeless game it's just going to be a different format it's might be part of the middle uh but, but what i truly believe is that it will ga- go in the, in the same direction as, as esports so you will see bigger live events you will see people playing on bigger stages and yeah I think it's just it's gonna reach more people I mean there's still so many markets um, undiscovered still so many markets isolated u s market the Asian market there's still so many countries having their own player pool in Europe so I think once it's also more regulated and it's it's more accepted, we will see poker being played more on bigger stages as it is today and yeah in terms of the formats i think tournament poker will be the game of the future and then you will still i think cash games as codes and will still be around there will always be some niche games but i think tournament especially cash games i think cash games will get less and less popular um because first of all the PokerStars is heavily investing into tournaments. I mean, it's all about the series, group W, group more and more tournament series, different formats, bounties, and so on and so forth. So yeah, I think tournament poker is going to be the main dominant game in the future. And I think we're going to see way more formats. Six-plus Hold'em might be a game for tournament as well in the future, which I would be super happy about. Um, then Fusion Poker that was released lately might also be an option. It's now... It's, there's still there's some traffic if you compare it with the other formats, I think it, it is very well accepted. it's a very interesting format and then we will see and I think that's great because it always um, keeps the, the players or it, it encourages the people to, to the players to, to work on their game because, or to learn new formats and other, uh, otherwise they're going to fall back and other people are going to catch up. So, yeah, I, I truly believe that it's uh, there's a huge future in poker. Uh, it well, already has started, of course, but I, I think people don't really know what the, the potential is in, in poker. And I definitely don't think that poker is dead at all.
0: Yeah, I would say that, I mean, the numbers in live tournaments are up everywhere pretty much like new series WPTs adding stuff you know Poker Stars numbers have been up for their series uh WSOP numbers are up they're adding sir they're adding events all over the world I mean there's it's now like it's not like where it's like you have to, you can't even do it like you can't do all the stuff there's major series all the time, literally, like anytime yeah. you want to play, you could go play somewhere in a good size, you know, pioneer tournament or field size. So you know, it's a good sign. I think the U.S. is important, obviously, with legalization, Pennsylvania coming in. You know, if the U.S. opens back up, sports betting just got legalized at a federal level. So you know, I think uh, it's on the right track. And I think there's going to be, you know, I think, yeah, the longevity is uh, not an issue. I think it's going to be around for a long time, whatever that, that variation. Guys, I want to mention there is a retweet giveaway. Razor Edge is going to be giving away a package of gear. I believe it comes with the full you know, bag, hoodie, tank top, pants, the whole thing. So if you guys get that retweet out, I'm also giving 100 cash and 20 cash for these two tweets. So you guys, uh, it's not too late. We still have another, I don't know, 20 minutes or 30 minutes, 20 minutes roughly with Ben here. So I, I should have mentioned that earlier, but get that retweet out on my uh twitter account and then also if you guys want to give uh raise your edge let's see your youtube channel is growing very quickly i see now i was just plugging it in so i have one as well for poker and raise your edge is looks like already up has twenty seven thousand members it's pretty incredible so again guys if you don't want to do you know if you want to check it out or see some of the stuff you've done a lot of recaps with some huge runs from some of your students which is really cool to see them kind of break down um (laughs) You know some big scores and and talk about it with with you Wh- which one of these are any of these videos i guess the the zadelhoff one where he won one point six million this one's pretty sweet that he won the scoop or w main event from last year uh patrick uh Irish Egyptian just had a big hundred k Sunday million score is there any other stuff in here any videos you would say that are that are really valuable if you want to kind of from a learning uh, perspective
1: yeah uh all of them <laughs> of course they're all good. um no but i think that the the one I played two weeks ago was three weeks ago. I, I had insane amount of deep runs. I think I had five or six final tables on one Sunday. Also big buy-ins, one case, two case. And uh, I recorded the entire session. So you're going to see a lot of final table action. I think, yeah, deep runs. Uh, that's, that's the first part. The the most recent one, which we uploaded yesterday.
0: Okay, sweet. I'm going yeah. to check that yeah. out. You know, it's... Uh, it's, it's one of those things there's so like you know how it is with creating content it's hard to find, do to actually watch and do some but I, I've enjoyed I've watched some of these I've watched this one the 1.6 million dollar WCOOP run which is it's really interesting I think like doing the work it's kind of fun to watch and get the visual with hands to sort of plug in and talk about it and think about what you would do in these spots and, and hear the perspective from the player or the student and then yourself so again Raise Your Edge guys they have a YouTube channel uh, we have one as well for, for this is we just kicked off this podcast, but we have, uh, I have one as well. Ben and I have done a couple very interesting ones, including, uh, I think we've done, what are we, we've done some bounty work where we've gone over. That's actually kind of how this came up. We were talking about doing another content video. And then I said, I'm starting a podcast. And we just sort of said, all right, let's do this. So get a little different twist than usual. And I think the most interesting poker hand of my career, we spent about 40, 50 minutes. That was a Uh, No, this was you playing a 10k. There was one which was also very cool, but there was one with um, from that scoop final table. Do you remember that one? The Jackson? Yeah, this was like probably the biggest ICM spot or, you know, decision of my life. So that was kind of I got rid of I got absolutely blasted for this hand. By by my, the community, just in general, right? If, if for amateurs or people not knowing, so talking with you about the spot against Draft Ganger uh, is a very interesting hand and very very beneficial for me to learn and kind of hear your perspective. So you know I think it's it's really cool this YouTube type type of content where you can can go over and uh, and 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 learn as well. So like that is free, guys. Check out Raise Your Edges YouTube channel. I have one as well, Jeff Gross Poker. And if you guys want to kind of not you know. Not maybe warm up to it and see if you like like the format and content, and then dive into the to the actual uh, Razor Edge course. So, um, Ben, let's uh, let's do, do a few more. I'm going to look at some questions here, so we don't run out of time. From the the you know people that are on Instagram, there's a story post, but let's uh, ask a few more. Make sure we get this in. I want to I want to check with you on this this has been the the big question that people talk about is uh, poker is a zero sum game so you know what is what is your kind of i guess thought about that, they say people will say, when they say, "Hey, you know, poker—it's you're it's a zero-sum game. People, you're not benefiting society per se." Um, maybe some people would say that. What, how do you kind of counter that? What's your how do you how do you answer that, or what would you say as a way that maybe you could you do give back or do stuff with you know having time or you know and just your kind of overall game plan yeah. of an answer on on that, or if people when they they say that to you, or how
1: do you feel about that? Um. Yeah, I'm. I actually. If, if if there are people saying, "Yeah, poker is a zero sum game; you are not benefiting society." What are you doing? Blah blah blah. I don't really care about it. Um, it's just it's it's their take. But the the one thing I have to say is that I th- it's it's just my opinion. I am not saying I am right. I am, um, of course, I am going to defend poker now <laughs> since I am playing poker. Um, is if you think about all sorts of sports, whether it be football or esports, what is what is the value they're bringing to the market? they are also to cert- certainly taking the money from people for for jerseys for for tickets for all sort of entertainment fees whatever it is so, but does it create value for this human being apart from entertainment and poker they also pay for entertainment right and i think it it's false if it's poker if it's sports it can end up that you pay too much and and, and and you 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 lose way too much money, and it reaches a magnitude that gets dangerous. But I think it's not only in, in poker, but of course, since poker is gam, gambling, it's people are way more susceptible to it. But when we talk about value, I think then we have to talk about what about the value in all the other, other industries? And then um, we we have a level of discussion where we need to think about. Uh, talking about uh, industries that actually create value or jobs or professions, so I think it's a little bit wrong to see it from that perspective. Um, I'm not talking about engaging in any kind of sports activity yourself, right? I'm just talking about if you attend an event. I'm not. I'm also a big football fan, but I just it's just entertainment for me. I don't really see what kind of value does it bring to me apart from um, distracting myself from actually what is important, right? It can be. It can be um, resting or unwinding to a certain degree, of course, but so can poker for certain people. They had a stressful day and then they just want to play around and maybe they lost a few dollars and they go to bed. It's their way of spending their money. That's their hobby. And I think if you spend money on your hobby by playing poker or football, whatever it is, then so it be. And actually, yeah, of course, since gambling, but we need to speak about a potential uh, addiction in poker, right? That's definitely dangerous and we should take that serious. But when it comes to value, I disagree to a certain degree. However, what I believe is that when you're successful in poker, you should ask yourself the question, what? and if if you're just completely competitive and this is what makes you happy, then so be, I don't think everyone should have the obligation, oh, you win a lot of money in poker, now you've got to donate a lot of it from it, or you need to serve humanity uh, to a certain degree. I think it's important to give back, but it does not apply to everyone. Maybe there's someone that, no, this is what I want. I just want to play poker and compete on a very high level. Everything else is not important. That brings me the most happiness. And this is how I think they bring value. If, if you care about your happiness, if you're a happy human being, I mean, we wouldn't have that many issues in, in today's society, right? So and the, the, the problem is that most people tr- care too many about other people. So they, 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 they are um, people pleaser. They try to make other people happy and they totally neglect their own happiness. And then this creates a certain friction, problems occur, and it reaches a magnitude where more and more problems occur and then we have fights we have discussions arguments wars and so on and so forth.
0: I lost my train of thought but I will say that that is for me I thought I used to think about that but I feel the same way because look if you're making a living doing something that makes you happy and that you love and I mean for me and you I would say it's probably even less so of an issue because like or uh a point, a, kind of a mute point because you're you're providing content learning material for so many people they're getting value and that's kind of how I feel too like with twitch and videos it's like I'm I'm doing stuff that is fun engaging that I'm creating so you know I guess from like a poker just like someone who's just playing for a living uh, maybe not pr- pr- producing content maybe a little different argument but like like you said this and as we like to say this is not a hobby you know, I like to say that on my show, this is not a hobby. This is what I love. It's my passion, and I'm not saying go out and quit your job and people go play, get raise your edge, become a, a poker player that's good, and just play for a living. I think it's important, like, to to have other income coming in to not to not stress yourself out to be relaxed, to have fun and use poker as like, understand it's a game that you can be good at, work at, become a good player. That doesn't mean you should quit everything you're doing in life and play poker for a living. You know, I would never, I wouldn't recommend that anyway. Like even for myself, I have other revenue streams. I have created stuff. I've done stuff slowly. I've done right bankroll management. You know, I'm not, you know, there's just so much stuff that like poker to me has been the coolest thing in life. And I apply so many things in poker to my everyday life or learning? And that's the next question I wanna to talk to you about again. I get, I get fired up, man, I start talking. I wanna leave this about you, but I wanna know for you, what is what skills have you developed in poker that translate to everyday life? Or just in, like, what in poker has, like, you've learned or to kind of that you see that, you know, well, wow, I, I do this at the table, I do this in my preparation. How do you use that in your, you know, just like interacting in general in life? Like, have you found that there's a lot of things that kind of correlate to one another with poker and, you know, metaphor almost for life?
1: Yeah, it's it it takes much more shit to happen to get you out of balance. Um things where for example my friends I can see or I mean I'm also a very emotional person, I would say, and I can get very emotional about something really quick, but it does not really attack my mood. It does not... My emotions are not taking over. So I can still maintain rational. I'm still very conscious. I'm very mindful. And this is something poker has taught me. I, I was I was not like this before. And due to all the bad beats and downswings, and then something happens, like you're in a traffic jam or I don't know, you can just smile about it. This is like these everyday bad beats, you're going to get over them so much easier then, if I would have not played poker, I don't know if it applies to other people, but it definitely applies to me. Yeah, it's great. when yeah. Uh, when I'm around with other people and I get, I, I see they get mad about something, I, I sometimes push myself like, serious, like, why? But then I just remind myself, okay, I I'm just coming from something completely different. I have a completely different background. I'm used to that. I'm used to bad beats. I know that just part of ga- the game and part of life. These life bad beats.
0: I I will say it's so it's so true man like there's times where I'll be in I'll be on stream and like I'll be deep or something or even like you know at the W Coop I was in a one the on my birthday, I was in a robe because of my luggage got lost, and I was like final table to Mika. I forget how to pronounce his last name. I got it in Queens to Ace King for like to be top three, and I'd lost that hand. And I was thinking like, oh my, how why? How could this happen? This is so unfair. Blah blah blah. And it's just like really like where I'm playing a game I love. I'm doing something, and it's just like it puts stuff into perspective because you know really there's so much craziness in the world. Like we're talking about. I do feel that that's true. Like you've handled adversity, downswings, um, all these. T- Type of things that like you can kind of you can incorporate in your life and think about it in a different perspective. So I, I think that's like I think poker is actually like a super super telling about yourself. Like similar like if you play golf with someone, you can tell kind of how they conduct themselves, how they how they are. It's like at a table if you're playing, especially live or you know online, you can tell. Like you see someone in the chat cursing out somebody, talking shit about how they play. It's kind of like you know something's not right there. You know you know like yeah, they're yeah. mentally not quite like something's off. It's usually maybe at home or personal, but you know, you can really tell a lot about someone um, maybe more so live, like with how you interact and engage, but like online as well, just kind of how, you know, how you meet people and talk. So I, I think there is a lot of carry over with, with real life and poker and a lot of real life skills that you can develop and, and yeah. use to, to an advantage. Uh, let's take, we're getting down here. Why don't we go on to, is there, let me see if there, Oh, actually a great question I saw in the chat, which I, I forgot, but I knew I had mentioned or someone mentioned to me, Let's go over to the website here. So the Razor Edge, this is pretty cool. This course that's coming out, someone was asking how much was this course? I'll let you tell uh, about it, but I believe it's a, it's a pretty good news uh, in that. So can you, can you uh, elaborate on how, what this course, how it's going to work? Um, oh,
1: might- we haven't finally decided on a price yet. Okay. It will definitely be a standalone course. Um, but it will be cheaper than the Trailmaster class by significantly.
0: so it will be it's going to be similar to the bounty beast where it's a separate no
1: no no yeah it will even will also be cheaper than the um the bounty beast i i I don't want to say a number now because it might change we are now about to finalize everything um but yeah at least i think somewhere in the region of half of the term master class the expert class okay somewhere in that region
0: Very cool. So that was one question that I saw in the chat from above. And okay, that makes sense. Let's, uh, let me see what else here we have. uh, So I I guess you can't see those. Did you see any questions that I'm going to pull up from my Instagram guys? If you go to my Instagram story, I did post a a, a questions tab where you can literally plug in a question. We'll try to get a (laughs) few of these because we're winding up here on 90. Matthew. Let me
1: let me add, add let me add one more thing to what what poker has taught me, and it also goes hand in hand to your earlier question: whether poker brings value to the market, or since it doesn't bring value to the marketplace, what what am I thinking about it? And I think that also what I've learned through poker is that it's so important to care about your happiness first. It it's it's not that I want to come across as arrogant that you should not care about other people at all. But I truly believe if, if you're not happy, you're not being able to provide or to deliver the value to others as you would when you're happy. It's, it's that easy. If I wouldn't be happy, I wouldn't be able to provide those YouTube videos. I wouldn't be able to provide the content because I would feel miserable. I would feel exhausted, confused, angry, envious, whatever it is. Right. So I, I, I have to deal with my own shit first. And Absolutely. I think you ha- people have to be way more selfish about their own happiness. Cut out the bullshit friends, cut out the bullshit food, cut out everything that distracts you. And I, I have realized, and that's why I'm so, 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 so serious about not about keeping a low profile because it's just right now distraction for me. Right. And mm-hmm. that I reach a level of happiness, a level of focus that, is unprecedented for my entire life. I've never been, f- I've never felt so focused, and because I have no distractions, it's it's that easy. And there are days where, like, mm, I actually it would be nice to have a little more distraction, right? Right. But it, you, you have to take it so much serious, and and people take so much so care so much care about. The next iPhone they get and the next video game, the PlayStation, what movies to watch and all that kind of bullshit. And again, I'm not saying you should never enjoy yourself. You should not because the technology also brings a lot of pleasure, but you have to be very careful it. And the highest priority should be really taking care about yourself. Make yourself happy first. This sounds very general, but we don't have time to elabor- elaborate on that. And it's, I think what I, what I, for example, don't like is this kind of love yourself first. This sounds so general. What I, I approach it from a different standpoint, I don't tell myself, uh, love yourself. What I say is take care of yourself. And this is now we're talking very practical. Eat healthier, meditate, be more mindful. Um, work out, surround yourself with like-minded people, educate yourself, read books. That's what I mean. That's what I mean by saying, take care of yourself. This is something you can control. And when you do that, you're subconsciously uh, communicating that you you yourself, it it is important for you, right? And then your subconscious mind starts understanding, oh, this guy, he, he really likes himself because he's taking care. And then that's where you develop this love to yourself. But just saying, oh, love yourself. Well, okay, I love myself. It's not going to change anything, right? It's so, it's so, um, it's not really tangible. So yeah, instead of trying to chase this loving yourself, start with taking care of yourself and yeah, putting yourself in a position that allows you to reach good results and also reach a level of happiness that you are happy with. And believe me, this there, there will never be an end level, never be an end goal, oh, I have reached the ultimate level of happiness. Negative emotions are important in life as well as, as positive emotions. If, if there aren't any negative states, you wouldn't be able to distinguish between negative and positive states. So you need to experience down times, hard times, but that's okay. That's part of it. Absolutely. But you gotta understand that there's no end level of happiness. Now I've reached it. Now I can lean back and just chill for the rest of my life.
0: Absolutely, I would. Yeah, no, that's powerful and it's uh, it's true. And that's that's where we're always constantly working at and trying to get better. I'm gonna I'm gonna look at a few man some great questions in here on the Instagram, guys. I don't we're not probably not get to to get to them actually. Before I forget too, Ben, are you playing any live? Will you be playing any live tournaments coming up? Is there anything you're? Thinking about? We'll you're, see. You're gonna play yeah play it by ear but you're not you're not opposed to live tournaments just been busy in one of those things with travel and <laughs> developing stuff you just that's not like your main focus
1: yeah Maybe I'll show up in one of the next tournaments that are coming up in the next couple of months. You know, you don't know.
0: Okay, all right, fair enough. Maybe, maybe I'm sitting next to you. Yeah, I, I have a I have a feeling that it's going to happen. Well, and we did play in the uh, Barcelona tournament together. We played in one sitting right next to each other, I remember, on a day two. So, yeah, it could happen again. I'm going to take a few questions here before we let you run. And we'll definitely, I'm booking I'm going to pre-book you for a second podcast in the future. I got I got a lot, sure. long list. I'm excited about this. So, again, first ever podcast. We got some king in the audio we've had a few little uh distractions ben's also had his first ever yeah. podcast so i'm glad that we it's got not to-
1: my usual setup i'm also here in uh in oil which is in germany i'm not in vienna right now so i'm just here with um yeah with a very uh, not my standard not setup. That's your main, so
0: main setup. All right, well, well next, next time around, we'll have it all perfect. But this one where, you know, again, like you said, I think it's important. I know a lot of people that they won't dive into something unless it's perfect. And it's similar like your course. You say you're constantly changing it. You got it out there. You had a basis. And then you went from there. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing. Like, yeah, exactly. if I don't have if I was like, oh, Ben, I need you to be in your studio. I want to have your perfect setup. If I need this, I need to test it. I need I want to do, you know, it just you got, go for it. I think that's one of the big yeah. things. people just dive. Dive in, man. It's all okay. start. Start, just start something. Start. It's not going to be perfect. We're going to have it's... some errors. We're going to have some lighting issues. We're going to have audio yeah. issues. Like it's just how it is. And I'd rather do it than than not. So um, and
1: I uh, I'm ugly as shit anyway. So people probably don't want to see me in the studio anyway, right? So uh, <laughs> and by the way, that's also a good good point. That just just do it. And It's the same with uh, if you if you see in our Discord the, the question of oh, there's so much content. Where should I start? You just start. That's it. That's, that's. there's nothing, not not, not a better advice you will find. Just start. And then the next the second advice I would give, structure it. Set yourself down, open a OneNote or write it down in a journal or on a piece of paper. Structure your studying. For the first week, okay, I'm going to explicitly focus on proof ranges. Then you study proof ranges for a week. Then second week, third week, fourth week. The reason why you're so overwhelmed confused is the lack of clarity. Try to give yourself more clarity. Try to um, evolve uh, some, some study patterns. Try out different study methods. And just just give it time. Just be patient. There's so much... It's a game of incomplete information. There will always be spots you have no idea how to play them. There, and even, even for me, there are spots where I'm like... Oh, I really don't know what I'm supposed to do here in theory. And then I just try to apply my logic. And you can never study all spots at once. I Two days ago, we had a Discord as a student asking, Hey guys, there's so much content, raise your edge and from other sites and so many courses, so many videos. Where should I start? I, I really feel overwhelmed. And I actually called this dude because he's also um, used to be a student of mine because... Uh, I didn't want to write a wall of text like, dude, chill, relax, just sit down, start, make a journal. And you also, the third thing is to accept that there's so much shit. There's just so much content that you can't study it all at once. So when you study something, let's say for seven days, you've maybe just covered one po- let's say, no, 0.005% of everything that is out there. So then you understand the magnitude of all the content that is available and then you might realise, okay. And something all the others have to deal with as well. They're not gonna study faster than you. They're not they're not machines. Just just chill, just relax. But also be of course be quick, don't be lazy, study the stuff, set yourself ambitious goals, but also reward yourself
0: absolutely I'm so let's uh yeah again the discord I just showed you guys we'll put that in the show more below the video as well as well as the razor edge there are some discount codes with uh that we use for that for you guys we'll have there we'll have all of the social for Ben if you want to follow along with Razor edge and Ben we'll have his YouTube <laughs> discord all the good stuff in there and then we actually within our own discord we do have a razor edge folder and there are some players and people that are part of our our uh community here so we'll be doing some stuff with them but let's take a few questions here we're already getting kind of towards the the end here of everything i know ben's a busy day and you're on the european time so let me just let's try to rattle a couple of these fun ones off from my instagram that people are asking uh one of the questions what do you think is better this is from anton dragos what do you think is better play stacked medium stakes or play on your own low stakes and grow i guess that's from uh, a certain perspective theory
1: yeah um I, I always encourage people to, um, play, try to play on their own because it just teaches you more, um, yeah, more self-responsibility, uh, more ownership, self-discipline, because if you're in a stable, there will be a lot of stuff be like delivered on a server. Played um, the schedule. You have to play the content. You have to soak up the bankroll, and you're you're not learning the, um, this kind of self self discipline. However, I think stay. I'm, I'm also advising people to go to stable if it makes sense. Again, you have to decide it for yourself. Um, would you like to try to avoid risk? Are you more risk taker? And then there are definitely some stables I would highly recommend. If you're okay with it, I, I can name one or two that I think that uh, are worth applying for. Um, is it okay? What's that? Jeff? Yeah, I can hear if you. I, if I name just just maybe for people, if, if they don't know which stables to apply. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, BitB staking is, for example, um, a stable I've now working together with for quite some time. And it's, it's an incredible environment. I know the owners very well, Amerix, um, Pets and uh, European incredible tournament players are pulling off great results over the last couple of years over and over again. I think they definitely belong to the, the best players in the world and um, they have very professional attitudes, a very, very supportive environment. And you will definitely learn a lot you will definitely learn a lot when you join the stable. However, I know it's really tough to get uh, in their stable, but I think they're also going to open an academy soon where they will also, um, where they will also uh, let in, uh, um, let's say lower buy-in players. Um, but their main stable, it's really hard to get into or Poker. I think it's a, it's a Brazilian stable, but also available for English speaking people, uh, players. So they're definitely, uh, couple of stables I would recommend and and you're going to learn a ton. They really take care of yourself. And I think that's important. You want to end up in a stable where they take care of you and they just don't see the money in you. They have this fire to make you better as a poker player, but also as a human being that they're going to be there for you when thing, when things get really tough, but also they're going to kick you in the ass if they, if you, if you get fucking lazy and that's also important. They're not, they're not okay with, uh, with, with, with uh, mediocrity, right? Um, if, if you have bad results and, and you're putting in the work and they can see it, they, they're going to keep supporting you. But even if you have good results and they see you're lazy and you're taking it easy, then they're definitely going to kick you in the ass. And I think that's important. However, if you try it on your own, you have to test it all for yourself. You have to create your own stage schedule. You have to decide which content and you will get immediate feedback if you're not putting in the work you're going to have worse results, right? And that's what I love about poker so much. And I think it might teach you more and will be more beneficial for your overall uh, self-growth. But if you want to join the stable, um, I think that's a good decision as well. You just need to figure it out for yourself. You really just need to figure it out for yourself. Absolutely. All right, right. Let's. Uh, that's it. That's, that's uh
0: for sure, valuable advice and, and makes a lot of sense. Let's take another one here. What is your favorite tournament format and why that's from more than rain for on Instagram?
1: I like the fast structures, even though they're not the most profitable ones, but I just like turbo or hyper turbo tournaments. Um, I just, I'm just used to a lot of all ins from my uh, sit and go background. Uh, I love short stack situations on final tables. Um, I think it's, it's still where people underestimate actually how much you can make with a short stack, um, in certain situations, sometimes you can't, that's okay. But sometimes you ca- actually can. Um, but I also love the deeper structures, um, the main events, the, you know, when, when it's time to, to shine the, the W cook main events, cook main events, these are definitely the tournament. Also the high rollers, they have really nice structures. Um, 25 Ks, 10 Ks. I, I really enjoy playing these tournaments. It's just, you you learn so much, you play against the best players. Um, and uh, you, you, you can figure out what are the new strategies or because others are also working on the game. You can see what they're doing. And uh, yeah, just, I just enjoy it a lot.
0: Awesome. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And what about your top three high roller live players? Alex Jules asked. Like, who who do you? Um, I guess maybe a little bias. You have a crew, and you're some obviously Fedor and Stefan, Some of those guys are <laughs> are clearly some of the best in the world, and your friends. But do you have a? Are there guys? I guess maybe even take it further. Like this second, uh, I guess Fedor is kind of jokingly retired. You see him pop in and out and not yeah. playing as much. But who would you kind of list in the top? Doesn't have to be three. Some of the top players you feel in the game based on either that you've noticed or seen. <laughs> or also maybe from your friends that are you know without naming names like have mentioned oh this guy's playing really well or tough and does a lot of work like are there any guys out there who do you respect I guess the most
1: um definitely the be coaches um around pats european Emerics, um Romeo pro uh hear the word I like, uh, julian thomas who's also a good friend of mine then stefan for sure um then um sick one on poker stars aka class he's he's an excellent player a good friend of mine uh yeah they're, they're they're a couple of players i i i highly respect there are probably a couple of more but i just can't think of them right now so but but these definitely these definitely the, these are it's definitely the pool of players i would consider as the, the top top players in the world
0: how, how do you feel like someone like that's uh the top, top, top versus like a world class, like a very, very tough player. Like how, what, what do you think some of the biggest differences that are that, that separate like someone like Stefan or Fedor from someone that's like, you know, a good, good, good player, but maybe, um, you know, that you just, I don't know. Like what, what would be like a fu- like a characteristic that you would say that would separate like the elite, elite, elite.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I think there's similar traits. Once you have reached a top level in poker, let's say you play mid stakes, one 200, $500 tournaments you have an incredible career and you probably have unbelievable skills and an unbelievable mindset and a very strong attitude and love and passion to the game. However, one is missing. missing and I think this is the just trying to go for more. At some point, and I had a couple of students that are on this level and they asked me, Ben, I, I don't know if I should. And it's just, they're scared. They're scared of making that step and eventually risking a lot of money. And a top, top player just, just takes the risk. He's going to jump into 100k, 50k, 25k. Of course, it goes hand in hand with staking. But I think if you have reached very good results on these stakes and you want to play the highest levels, you you will get a staking if you have a good reputation but I think a lot of players shy away. I I know a few players that are extremely good and I'm 100% sure they would belong to the best players in the world, but they just don't want to. They feel comfortable on playing mistakes. That's what they want. and That's totally fine. Again, everyone needs to figure it out for themselves, but I believe there's still some sleeping giants playing mistakes. And if they would try, they would have very good odds in becoming probably the best players in the world, but they just don't want to. Yeah, and, that's, and that's totally okay. And I
0: think that that's that's a great point. It holds true. It's similar to sports and some stuff. Some of it's luck, uh or like the the timing or how it all works, but like you said, there's probably some guys playing the five hundred dollar daily on stars that would be crushing the uh, 100k or 25k aria tournaments um that just you know haven't hopped in there for whatever reason or just it doesn't make you know so i think that's true you got to kind of go for it and i I wanted to say like with ben and just others that i know that do twitch and stuff like i i can't tell you how many people have messaged me and they say hey i want to start a twitch channel what do i need to do or how does this work like i respect the hell out of the guys that are diving in there are some of the people I JJ Carrado, other people in here that start a twitch channel you know they it's, it's a little overwhelming what mic do you get go. what equipment do just, you get the guys that just go, go live who cares yeah. if one person's there for the first two weeks and you and you lose everything or you don't know what you're doing or you're terrible and you don't know how to like do the hotkeys and the OBS and it's stressful <laughs> but like I remember my first one I remember thinking like man this is gonna be weird I'm gonna go online no one's gonna be watching and I'm gonna feel silly but then I was just like you know what I don't care I'm doing it for me I wanna record it I wanna build something. I want to have fun, and it just kind of happens, and then it doesn't matter because if you do it for yourself, and other things are going to follow, and it's just like you got to you got to just go for it and do what you love, and and, uh, and try some you, stuff. You, so
1: dive you, in. you know what? Actually, the the other way it's way harder. Yeah. I I was there as well. I you know when I was not so known, I was thinking maybe I'm going to record some videos, maybe I'm going to Twitch, you know, uh, but I wasn't doing it because I was still wanted to play poker and I was building razor edge. However, it was way tougher for me to start streaming because I knew everyone is watching and I have no idea. I have no experience in in, 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 in streaming. Right. Yeah. So a lot of people are going to watch and everyone is going to see if I, if I fuck it up or if I do a mistake, that was way harder for me. So actually I would have preferred starting earlier when nobody would have watched the stream, the, the the stream and I could have gained some experience, get better and then build my audience. So, Exactly, and, and I also if, if someone is hesitating, I encourage them. Hey, just go to someone of the uh, someone's YouTube, a popular vlogger or poker player, and watch their first videos dude yeah. you're gonna feel okay yeah you're gonna feel
0: okay I would say I will I'll say just from uh my own YouTube channel it's funny looking back like I I could say I could actually I, we gotta let you go here I'm pretty pretty soon I'm gonna look, maybe do one more question but we're already at, we're at an hour and 45 minutes roughly um let me que- I'm gonna look for that real quick and then why don't we uh do one more question so you answer the favorite tournament format some of these are like poker questions so uh, I and you answered this kind of earlier, but how many years have you have you been putting in real work to become a profitable poker player like do I, actually let me just ask a diversion of that question. This is from Mr. Poker Star. Would you say would you do something differently then when you started playing, I'm sure there wasn't this information. I remember in your first video, you mentioned, you know, I wish this material was available when you started. But like when you mm. started develop, when you started firing into poker, how much were you studying versus playing and learning? And and I guess how would you recommend to someone new now? I, I guess you would probably give different advice than when you did because there wasn't as much material. It was a different time, but like so, both ways. Were you studying to start like when you first started, or did you learn by trial? And what would you recommend <laughs> to someone getting in right now? What would you what would you say the ratio between studying,
1: watching videos, and playing should be? I guess that's a good way to do it. Um, It depends on your level. If you're really a beginner, I think 70%, 80% studying, 20% playing. And then the more you advance, the more you should shift towards playing. When I started, I basically just had access to charts. That's it. Static hand charts. And those charts said, uh, I remember... Probably even fold ace jack from under the gun. It's <laughs> right. so extremely tight. And then back then it was okay. You just play tight, uh, and then you continue post. You just stayed patient. It was a very boring approach, but it was a very profitable. Approach. And then at some point when the games got tougher, you needed to learn when to bluff and blockers and so on and so forth. Um, yeah, and it took me. It took me around a year, I would say, until I I was able to. Um, or well, where, where I was consider myself as a profitable player to also make a living out of it. At least it was around a year, if not even longer, a year and a half
0: right so yeah guys it doesn't happen overnight and again
1: no Ben and i are both not
0: recommending go buy the razor edge course quit your job and go for it like all the power to you if that's like if you are able to have some financial freedom and do that but you know again make it a hobby a hobby that isn't a losing hobby and build at it if you're breaking even and you love the game and you have other income and other things that's it's fun you know there's a you can definitely improve in poker a lot and it is a it's a timeless game it's a game that people love it's a social game it's fun and there's definitely a lot of skill to it so i would say I'm just gonna real quick I just want to show like looking at my stuff now and then this is uh one of my first ever screen streams and I just like gonna scroll through I mean look at I'm looking back at my overlay I remember I was in Uruguay I, like look at that logo that was my original logo pretty you know that was vag- like I just in looking at like how my overlay was the camera I was there playing is just everything was different like it was like you know I, I literally didn't know what I was doing I just like kind of went online I had a deep run but you know like looking now where I started than where it is now it's kind of fun to see like the progression and just how it all goes so you know like just remember like this is i'm like almost embarrassed by a lot of this and how it was and the quality of it or whatnot but you know this was uh this is one of my first ever highlight or run stream that went you know went deep and and it was just it was a blast so i would just say again dive in do your thing. Don't stress about it, and uh, you know, just make sure you don't do something. In, you know, be, be careful with what you're doing. Take it easy too. You don't need to play eight. If you're a twelve table grinder, play one table. Am I not even showing. I'm see. I'm showing the. I'm, I'm messing up even now. I'm not showing the stuff. I don't think I was on the right screen. But this was my first ever deep run and it it was like way different logo you can see here way different you know how it was all done um and and just like dive in and and take less tables like if it maybe you only play two tables and just really focus on the chat and take your time and dive in so you know i want to uh want to just encourage you guys to do that and and just the people that are messaging me or ask about twitch and starting it is fun it is great and uh if it turns into something that's big for you that's great and if not you know you have it as like a journal a diary later in your life and and um, um, you know, it's a, it's a fun project. So I would just say, don't just dive in, go with your heart, do what you love. And um, I think we should probably close it down. Do you want to, do you want to leave any other, any kind of message or anything you wanted to touch on or any other, you guys, I well, you, we talked about the course, you have a new course within Razor Edge, the mindset course coming, uh, maybe some live poker coming up. Is there anything else on, you just had a deep run in that 5k? I think it was like 2.7 million at yeah. the first, you finished 23rd for 80 something thousand. That
1: was yesterday or two days ago. Yes, yesterday. Yeah, I was. I had to play for a motel room, which was pretty fun.
0: Did Did it finish out yesterday? Or was there a? Yeah, uh, it yeah, it finished out yesterday. It finished out. Okay, and so do you know who? Do, was there any razor edge members also deep in there?
1: Yeah, there was one of our students who finished twenty first or twentieth.
0: Wow it's yeah. crazy man that's that's that is a crazy term another good sign for poker records being broken biggest tournament prize pool ever online uh 20 million that's 20 crazy plus, I got yeah, like 21.7 and uh, obviously poker stars doing the 25k pca with 300 seats added that's probably going to be one of the greatest tournaments of all time uh i don't know how many over under on that there'll be six seven maybe 800 i don't who knows there's a lot of people but a lot of amateurs or non-regulars will be playing that that 25k buy-in which is cool and uh yeah i mean again guys i have a lot to do. I have a lot to learn. You know, even when I do review videos with Ben, we go over my stuff and there's spots where I'm like not sure about, or, you know, where I I feel like I can learn. And I'm going to, I will say this right now, mark my words, Ben, I am going to go through the course again because I've done this but I like some of it I was you know not fully present for I had it playing in the background like this is something before that January 6th that's my Super Bowl of poker 25k buy-in it's going to be four five six million to first who knows a lot and I want to go through and brush up on this in the next coming the holiday weeks I'm going to be here in, in the U.S. I won't be really streaming much and I'm going to go back and, and look through this because some of this stuff has been updated as well from a year ago like you mentioned correct some of these cool yeah. some of these things so yeah, yeah. It, it's it just can't hurt to do do to go through it. And I would, again, I put my, put my word, my on it, the guys, I tell you, I, it's an unbelievable course, Ben, you've created a masterpiece. Congratulations on all much. the work you've done and, and how much people you've helped and uh, all the content and time you take for this. So again, congratulations. And um, I think we'll, uh, we'll let you run and we will do a, a 2.0 version in the future. We'll you do will we well with a setup this is a blast man so thanks again enjoy <laughs> take some time me. and uh guys if you have questions for ben cb you can get them on uh, and raise your edge i mean just rattle it down we'll put it in the show more so it's discord you have your youtube you have twitch you have twitter instagram i mean those are five major things i know you guys are content machines is that is that the best five places or anything else i'm yeah. leaving out
1: that's how you can reach out
0: Raise your edge, baby. To the top, to the moon. Uh, we'll see you soon, Ben. Thank you so much. I'm going to try to figure out to shutdown down smoothly. I have no idea. Uh, first ever podcast in the books. Ben CB from Razor Edge, the creator, founder, legend, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in and uh, we'll, we'll be in touch, Ben.
1: All right. Thank you for having me. Bye-bye. Have a good time.
0: All right. See you, Ben. Ciao. All right, guys, that's BenCB789. I had a blast doing the podcast. I must say everything wasn't super smooth with um, the the left ear. I think there's some volume issue. I got this new mic. It uh, has it connected to a box. We're going to plug around and play with it. But just so you guys can know what to expect from this channel, take this down as a give pair of respects to raise your edge yeah uh, as you can expect from my podcast channel I'll tell you this we're gonna have a lot of interesting guests I would say it's going to be 20 25 percent poker all your favorite players will get on here don't worry about it. I've already reached out to many that have confirmed their attendance um, you know I'm not I'll get on my website Jeff Gross poker I think we'll add a podcast section I'll have some uh, a schedule we'll have some confirmed guests we'll have some targeted guests we'll, ha- we'll give you guys some content but you know really a treat to have Ben kick it off for us again I look up to him a lot I respect his work ethic i respect his uh program and just his way of being and, and he's a great person i met him i can tell instantly i res- how much I, I i really did admire him and, and what he does and how he is and he's a private guy but um he's putting out some great stuff I, i'll try to take a couple questions in here i see mark millard in here what's up man highlight hub tv in the building ghost of N dropping it in uh Badrin helping through the kinks here Jay Carves, yeah we'll get Jay Carver all the boys you'll see them if you guys have a request let me know you can tweet at me who you want to see tag them in there as well but I've already I've already knocked off a bunch of people that are non-poker that I think are just super fascinating what they do at the top of their industries CEOs from you know doing their own business creative industry stuff uh, We, I mean the list is going to be I, I get excited just thinking about it the fun thing about a podcast is we can knock out a few in a day even I'm here I have a baby on the way my loving beautiful wife Amelia who is just unbelievably supportive and caring is uh it's going to be great because I can do it from here. This is so I have my office in Miami, but I've in the home, we're at my house and I will be doing podcasts from here so it's great when the baby comes. You know, I can kind of do a little but then I don't have to leave. I can be around. I can even hold it. You know, baby as a baby, they can be uh you know, they're they're not they're not moving fast or anything. So it's not like, you know, people say about the flow show like oh, Jeff Gross is going to, now he's going to have a son and he's going to be, like, if anything, I might even be able to, with the podcast, with some other training, some video stuff here, maybe even be more active than before um, with doing this now, which I wish we had started before, but now we got it. So I'll take a few questions, guys. Vajran's in here. We're going to get this uploaded. We will get it on iTunes, Apple, all that stuff. We're figuring out the whole podcast format. Elliot Rowe, giving us some tips. We'll have him on the show as well in the future. Um, you know, I, I don't even want to go into the guest list now because it's pretty exciting and just start rattling off names. But anyone you guys think that you might see on the show you can just pretty much count that in plus more so we're going to uh that. we got some water coming in here from she's just right here wifey in the house amelia guys uh, she says hello to everybody she's in there saying hi she's over there and we're excited about the baby boy coming it's a it's really a treat and uh we're gonna wind down the show we are gonna do the hundred dollar let me see should i do this now i guess i guess i could do this now let me just see if uh we're here was i on the wrong let me see. Can I go to the competition agency, Vedran? Should we do this now? I guess we should, right? Since we're live here, let me just see if we should do this right now. I got 95 people still on, which is pretty incredible. I hope. How did you guys? How did you like it? Give me some feedback. Other than like even the audio, was it unbearable with the left ear? Uh, let's go here. Let's do these two retweets. So we're live on there, and we can just knock it down. Tweet draw. I got to get running, but um, Razor Edge. And can't hold it, don't trust you. Uh-oh, come on, man. Booyah, what up, Brendan McInnes. Uh, Let's get these tweets out. Let's get this Twitter out. So this was from, yes, this is from today. Copy link. We'll put that here. We're going to do that right now. I'll give you guys two seconds to get over there. Even though it's okay, it's still energy. We're still trying to get you guys. I invite you to hit the subscribe button on our podcast. It looks like we're up to 216, and it's free. And we will turn the notifications on so you know when we're live. I think we'll do a mixture of, of live and um, we'll do a mixture of live podcasts like that. And then we'll have some that are pre-recorded, and we'll throw up. It just depends on the person's preference. I kind of like doing it live. I don't want to think we're ignoring you. If we don't answer the question, it's, um, it's more, you know, I want to do my own kind of preset questions. We only have so much time. We'll do some Instagram where you guys can go and plug them in there. We did answer some questions from the chat as well, but this is cool. This is fun It's uh, for me. I love it. And there'll be a lot more of this. That was our original run there. So right, let's do this 20. We got the 100 ball here as well from you guys. I don't know how many podcasts do giveaways, but we're definitely, you know, we're not your average. We're not. It's a flow show. We give stuff away. Pick the random tweet right here. 20 bucks coming to somebody and uh, let's send them a message. Alexis does follow us. And so we can DM him and he can win. Uh, and we'll do the $100 one as well and then i gotta buzz out of here guys so we got a busy day i'm flying to la tomorrow it's antonio's 40th birthday i'll be at the wpt we got a new vlog from the cage in costa rica coming up we got highlight videos from our latest twitch if you guys don't know again my twitch is jeffgrosspoker.tv you can go here add me turn on notifications and you can go back to previous videos as well um even from costa rica we had some we'll probably put a rerun uh, we had a bunch of bunch of streams from there but so there's 20 dollars there we did that and then we're going to plug in this let's see if anyone else will give them a chance to get in 190 few people sneaking in late and that's okay it's still energy people let uh let them know that we have a podcast started so we'll go ahead plug this here this will be for the 100 i'm going to take a look over here all right guys let's do this real quick we're going to roll it and then we're going to run out so here it is so this is for the 100 dollar retweet right here 190 you guys so, all right let's do it we're gonna roll in three two ones for 100 large cash oh man not on the page see look at that not on the page so this is this tweet jeff gross poker i just copied the link and putting it here let me just show you guys since i was on the wrong page okay so this is for 100 we did the 20 pace we're gonna roll in three two one 100 bucks coming in cash guys thanks for being here vagrant in the house hey jeff was Poppy on spotify want to listen on drive home we got to have vagrant figure it out ghost of is going to help us as well we're going to try to figure out how to do it all um that's for 100 bucks right here spring poker one 100 dollars, man he does follow us thanks for that appreciate it that's awesome you got 100 ball coming your way it is 3 30 and uh i think i'm gonna hit stop streaming I'm going to sign off. I'm going to say thank you guys one more time. Raise your edge info if you guys want to buy the course. it is We do have a discount code on my website, jeffgirlspoker.com slash affiliation. Um, it's there. You can you can buy it. And uh, they have another course code as well. So again, thanks to Ben. Thanks for the time. Thanks to everyone for watching. And we will be on our way guys thank you and uh please leave me feedback in below the video what you liked you didn't like any issues you had where this was again the first ever podcast so it's a truly a pleasure i'm i'm very grateful for you guys tuning in and i can't wait to uh to make this a portfolio, you know, who knows how many we're gonna do. We'll see how much how much you guys like it, how much time that we get when how many guests come in and we'll try to uh, keep it going. We're just under two hours total time. And seriously, so much thanks, so much so much joy doing this. It was fun and Ben is a legend in his first ever podcast. We got to have him as our podcast and his first ever podcast, so that was really special. So thanks to Ben and Razor Edge for all their help and uh, we'll see you very soon, peace. Thanks for listening to this episode. It was brought to you in partnership with Party Poker. Go to PartyPoker.com to play tournaments, cash games, and improve your poker game. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast to hear all of my future episodes.